It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to the show. Um, Thank you for listening in. I hope you're safe. I hope you're well. And I hope business is going okay for you right now. I'm Chloe, the host of the show. And it's very cool to have so many of you continuing to tune in week on week, despite all that's going on in the world at the moment. In this episode, just like the last one, we're doing something a little different. Last November, I published a thoroughly updated version of my book, E-commerce Marketing, How to Get Traffic That Buys to Your Website. Since then, it's consistently been the number one e-commerce book on Amazon.co.uk, which is amazing. Uh, And it frequently hits number one positions in both the US and many other countries around the world. So huge thank you to all of you who've bought it, read it, reviewed it on Amazon, because without you doing that, I wouldn't get to call myself a best-selling author. Um, You know, it's all down to you guys. And I thank you for that. And of course, I also love the fact that it's helping so many of you to build your businesses. So A special thank you to those of you who've messaged to tell me how it's helping you because that really drives me on to make the content we produce here ever better. But it's also awesome to hear it because that's the reason I wrote it. I wrote it to help you solve your e-commerce marketing problems. What does that all mean for today's episode? Well, in March, the audiobook version finally went live and you can get hold of it on Audible, Amazon, Google Play, Scribd and Apple iTunes. And to celebrate that we are bringing you a few selections from the audiobook of e-commerce marketing, how to get traffic that buys to your website on the podcast. So last week, I shared the whole of part one of the customer master plan model with you. And this week, I've picked three of the marketing maxims from part four to share with you. These I've picked because each of them shares a tactic or an idea that's going to help you with every single piece of marketing you're doing. We're going to start with my promotional golden rule. Then we're going to move into some copywriting and content tips that are going to help you drive sales without giving away margin. And finally, we're going to go into the keep optimizing chapter. As you know, I end every episode by telling you to keep optimizing. So I kind of have to, uh, well, I couldn't not bring you a whole chapter about it, could I? Given I keep telling you to do it. Now, before we get into those those three, um, let's hear from this episode's sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the growth marketing platform used by more than 30,000 e-commerce brands globally. In uncertain times, supporting your community and fostering relationships by being open and empathic is a strategy that will be appreciated and remembered far beyond today. One of the best channels to deliver these communications through is, and always will be, email. Email marketing is one of Klaviyo's foundational offerings. And when you leverage personalization driven by customer insight, you will create memorable marketing moments that cultivate lifelong relationships. Klaviyo truly understands how challenging it is for each and every business right now. Klaviyo is here to help brands communicate, engage and foster relationships now and when all of this is just a distant memory. Visit klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. 
With SEMPRO Online from Pitney Bowes, you can simply print postage stamps and shipping labels even when working remotely. For as low as $4.99 a month, you'll get access to special discounts and save up to 40% off USPS Priority Mail. Plus, for being an e-commerce master plan listener, you'll receive a free 30-day trial to get started and a free £10 scale to ensure that you never overpay. That includes being able to schedule package pickups and track shipments from departure to arrival. Go to pb.com com forward slash master plan to access this special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free £10 scale to get started. That's pb.com slash m-a-s-t-e-r-p-l-a-n to experience savings in your shipping costs with a free trial of Sempro Online from Pitney Bowes. Okay, it's time to get stuck into a chapter from my audiobook, e-commerce marketing, how to get traffic that buys to your website. Chapter 12. Chloe's promotional golden rule. A promotion exists to get the customer to do what you want them to do as cheaply as possible. Let's break it down. A promotion is the message and call to action on each marketing piece or marketing campaign. What you want the customer to do should focus on their next interaction with your business. For example, visit the website, sign up to our email slash push slash Facebook messenger marketing, make their second purchase, follow us on Facebook. As cheaply as possible is what all your testing and optimization activity is about. Finding the most cost-effective way to get each interaction. How to make the marketing activity fall within your profitability target, your CPA or ROAS. Take into account the cost of time as well as money when working on this. It's always tempting to chase better response rates by giving away more. Increasing discounts from 10% to 20%, lowering free delivery thresholds from £50 to £20, But to do that indiscriminately means you're giving far too much money away and you'll be giving the greater discounts to customers who would have bought anyway. Many e-commerce sites deploy an email sign-up form offering an immediate discount if you sign up for their email marketing. Is it worth it? Is this the cheapest possible way to increase email sign-ups in order to increase first-time purchases? Or would the email sign-up conversion rate be just as good with some great compelling copy, a lower discount level or a monthly price draw? How would those changes affect how many of the signups then go on to buy? Don't just give away discounts. Test and identify where you should in order to find the cheapest way to get the customers to do what you want them to do. When it comes to messages in your marketing methods, this often leads to giving different levels of incentive to different segments of your data. Avoid the Black Friday effect. This rule can also help you avoid the groupthink effect of Black Friday, Singles Day, etc., when you do a massive discount just because everyone else is. The larger retailers plan Black Friday months in advance to make sure they're setting up their promotions to get their customers to do what they want them to do as cheaply as possible. They buy in products specifically for their Black Friday event, so they know what margin they're giving away. They select what products will or will not be included so as not to rob themselves of full price product sales. They plan out which customer segments will get which Black Friday offers to maximise the reactivation of dormant customers. They reduce the cost of the huge influx of orders by lowering their delivery promises for the event and turning off speedy delivery options to enable the warehouse the time to process everything. Start your planning for any such event by considering what it is you want your customers or different customer segments to do. Then set up your promotions to reflect that. If you've got stock you can't shift, use the event to make the customers buy it with multi-buy offers and big discounts just on those items. If you've got a lot of dormant buyers you want to reactivate, give them a massive discount code. 
always remember this rule. A promotion exists to get the customer to do what you want them to do as cheaply as possible. Well, wasn't that great advice from Chloe there, even if I do say so myself? Remember the rule. The second chapter I'm sharing with you today is a lot longer and gets into content and copywriting advice. So what you are about to hear can be used to further help you protect your margins and increase those response rates. Chapter 17, Emotion Sells, Neuromarketing 101. In recent years, there's been a lot of focus on how e-commerce businesses' performance can be improved through emotional e-commerce. This is applying the lessons learned by neuromarketing scientists to increase sales. At the highest level, it's about creating an emotional connection with customers that impacts on every single part of the business. This is hugely powerful, but takes a lot of effort to put into place. At the more practical end of emotional retailing, there are some tactics and messages we can all use quickly to improve performance. You can access my neuromarketing reading list via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash free. No matter how big or small your company, if you can add some of these messages into your marketing, you will see a performance improvement. Homophily. Homophily is the concept that people who share things in common are more likely to be friends. In the e-commerce space, this means that if you can demonstrate to the audiences you're marketing to that your business and your team are similar to them, then that will create a connection and increase their likelihood of buying. Visually, your choice of models for your product shots and advertising images should be people like your customers. It also means sharing photography of the people behind the company too. The founder's story. The About Us page on the website should focus on how your founders and the team are similar to the target customer sharing how you're passionate about what they're passionate about. Elements of this should be included in welcome campaigns, ongoing content creation and regularly in your marketing. That might even include creating a World X Day to show just how passionate you are. For example, Green and Blue, greenandblue.co.uk, are a business completely focused on designing beautiful products that help wildlife. And one of their core products is the Bee Brick, a home for solitary bees. They've created an annual Solitary Bee Week to help their cause. SolitaryBeeWeek.com Urgency Creating a sense of urgency can be a very powerful way to drive sales without having to add extra discounts. Urgency tactics include must end soon, last order dates, countdown timers and this weekend only. Scarcity Scarcity runs hand in hand with urgency because both are about people's fear of missing out. Scarcity is focused on stocks running low, which could be only three left messages on a product page, including a get them before they're gone section in marketing campaigns, or only three left at this price, after which the price increases. Social proof. This is possibly the most powerful because it's all about getting your customers to trust you. The more your customers trust your business and your products, the more they'll buy from you. There are lots of ways to increase trust. Doing what you say you will and treating customers well is a great place to start. Social proof is then a way of proving that someone should trust you. It relies on the fact that we are far more likely to do something if we've seen someone else do it. It should be included in every piece of marketing activity because it has been proven time and again to increase responses and sales. Customer reviews. At Argos, the UK's third most visited retail website, they've analysed the impact of reviews on website conversion and found that a product page with a one-star review will sell more products per thousand visitors than a product with no reviews. 
all reviews are good. They show that someone has actually bought the product, someone else has done the thing you want the customer to do, and how they found the product. Once you've got the reviews, include them in your marketing. Your overall review score, e.g. 4.5 stars out of 5. Actual testimonials from happy customers. Selections of your top reviewed products. Total number of reviews you have had. All these messages are going to help. Customer reviews on social media. Customers sharing their love of your business on social media has just the same impact as the reviews, plus the bonus that it's putting the message in front of potential new customers too. You can reuse these messages on your own social media channels, your website and in your other marketing activity. Bestsellers. If we're trying to prove that it's safe to buy from us, then focusing on your best-selling products is a great way to do it. These are products that lots of customers have safely bought, which makes them a safe choice for future customers. Links to bestsellers in your ad extensions and email headers, a campaign focused on bestsellers every few months, all helps to increase sales. Press reviews. If your business and products have been featured on websites, in the press or on TV, they've been featured in places that the customers already trust. By publicising that those places trust your business, you will increase the trust your customers have in your business, which will lead to more sales. Examples. We're featured in messages. Logos of the biggest ones in your marketing, a press page on the website you can send traffic to. Celebrity customers. This works in a very similar way to the press reviews. It's about showing that people of influence trust you and like your products. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. How are the leading D2C brands growing their businesses? They're using Klaviyo, the growth marketing platform chosen by over 30,000 global innovative online brands. Klaviyo believes in supporting growth, which is why they won't tie you into lengthy contracts, hidden setup or support fees, or feature-based pricing. With a platform that's both powerful and easy to use, it's no surprise so many brands have switched to Klaviyo. Looking for one more compelling reason? Brands switching to Klaviyo see an average of 62 times ROI on their investment. Ready to learn more? Visit klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash masterplan. With Sempro Online from Pitney Bowes, you can simply print postage stamps and shipping labels, even when working remotely. For as low as $4.99 a month, you'll get access to special discounts and save up to 40% off USPS Priority Mail. Plus, for being an e-commerce master plan listener, you'll receive a free 30-day trial to get started and a free £10 scale to ensure that you never overpay. So you can calculate the exact postage online, print from your PC and avoid trips to the post office. Go to pb.com forward slash masterplan to access this special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free £10 scale to get started. That's pb.com slash m-a-s-t-e-r-p-l-a-n to experience savings in your shipping costs with a free trial of Sempro Online from Pitney Bowes. As I said earlier, given I end every podcast by telling you to keep optimising, I couldn't not include this chapter for you. Chapter 18. Keep optimising. Absolutely everything in this book, every marketing method, every message, every idea has one thing in common. If you don't optimise, you won't get the results you deserve. No one on this planet can create the perfect online advertising campaign on day one. No one on this planet can create a perfect triggered marketing campaign on a whiteboard. 
No one on this planet can tell you exactly which SEO keywords will bring you the best return on investment. To say, keep optimising and commit to the idea is pretty easy. To actually do it requires a lot more effort. To get great results from each marketing method, you have to optimise it. That means running some marketing, looking at the results, working out how to make the results better, making the improvements and then doing it all again. That is the process of optimization. It's a process that never ends. As you repeatedly optimise a piece of marketing, you'll find that initially your changes will make a big difference, but that the improvements slow over time. That's great news because it means you've found the right way to do that marketing for your customers and it means you can optimise that activity less frequently, but you never completely stop optimising anything. Tracking the results. The only way you can optimise your marketing in an e-commerce business is if you know how it's performing against your objectives. That means you need to be tracking the results of everything you're doing. Core to doing this is having e-commerce tracking set up and enabled on your Google Analytics account so you can see what impact every traffic source is having on your sales and much more. That means you can optimise your overall marketing mix and the traffic sources that don't have their own conversion tracking systems. Having the conversion data, that's number of orders and the value of those orders, passed from your website into each of your marketing systems. For example, your email system or Google Ads. This enables you to see everything you need to optimise for each marketing method in one place. This usually means adding a small amount of code to your order confirmation pages. If you don't already have that working, fix it ASAP. Don't commit the sin of over-reporting. Whilst not reporting at all is of course a problem, over-reporting is almost worse. Over-reporting is where you spend the first two days of every month or the first three hours of every week compiling every stat you can find on each of your marketing methods. You end up creating complicated multi-sheet spreadsheets that no one ever looks at, or at least not for more than five minutes. It's not worth it. Spreadsheet reports should only be produced when they can help you make decisions or alert you to problems. Monthly reports. Monthly reports are a great way to track trends over time and monitor seasonality. They should be done by marketing channel and only record the most important metrics. Traffic volume, number of orders, conversion rate, value of orders, average order value, cost and profitability score, whatever you use, for example, CPA or ROAS. Nothing else. You don't need number of emails sent or click rates. It's not important at this level. The point of this report is to allow you to see if performance has improved this month or gotten worse for an individual marketing method since last month and versus this month last year, and to quickly compare performance between channels. It's also very useful when you're setting next year's budget. This high-level view will enable you to quickly work out where your optimization focus should be over the next few weeks. If performance is great in a marketing channel, you want to find out how to do more of it. And if there are lessons there you can use in other channels. If performance is bad in a marketing channel, you need to go and find out how to improve it or how to limit the damage. No other stats are required for this high-level view. You can easily access the stats you need to optimise in each marketing tool, while you'll probably be looking at them over different time periods anyway, so why waste your time copying them into a spreadsheet? To make the monthly report really useful, you should split out the different tactics or strategies you're pursuing in each marketing method. Split email into newsletters and triggered campaigns. Split Google ads into brand and non-brand, keywords and products. If you're producing any other reports, ask yourself and anyone else receiving them, does this help us optimise performance enough for it to be worth the time and effort to produce? 
Commit to an optimization rhythm. Each marketing method has its own optimization rhythm. Some need constant monitoring and tweaking to maintain results, Google Ads and Facebook Ads. So for these, you often have an intensive period of optimization when they first go live that slows down as you knock all the rough corners off the campaign. Others should be focused on less frequently, often only when you have enough data to make good decisions. If you only do offline marketing once a year, you can only optimise it once a year. Triggered marketing campaigns often take a month or two to be triggered enough times for the results to be statistically significant and therefore worth paying attention to. For those that need constant monitoring, set aside half a day a week to check in on them and make your optimizations, ideally the same half day each time, as it makes tracking the impact of improvements much easier. Some weeks there'll be very little to do. Congratulations, you've got two and a half hours back. But you should still check in, because if you don't, you won't know whether it needs optimising or not. For those that need less constant optimization, set aside one day per month to focus on all of them. Ideally, a day at the start of the month, so you can use the monthly report to help you work out what to optimise first. Again, if optimising everything that needs optimising only takes you half the day, that's great, and at least you had the time available to do more if you had needed to. Don't forget to optimise your time. Your optimization should be focused on the big numbers, your profitability, and therefore costs and sales. Many people forget that money isn't the only cost. Time is a cost too. And for many of the marketing methods, it's likely to be the biggest cost. If you're not outsourcing them, the majority of the cost for email marketing, content marketing, and SEO is the time it takes you to do them. Time tracking. Tracking the cost of your time involves using a time tracking tool. I use myhours.com. To track how much time you and your team spend on each marketing method, then allocating a cost per hour to each person so you can turn that into a financial cost. Making it a financial number makes it really easy to compare all your marketing activity. When you set up your time tracking tool, don't just track SEO and email. Split each marketing method down into the different critical tasks like content planning, link building, keyword research, tag writing, technical SEO and so forth. Optimising time. Once you see the numbers, if you find there are marketing methods that really aren't delivering the results for the time you and your team are spending on them, there are a lot of ways to improve those results. Discuss with the team how they think efficiencies can be made. They'll probably have some great time-saving ideas to get you started. There are probably tasks that are not delivering any value at all, so stop doing them. Reporting is often in this category. Look for tools you can use to streamline processes. There's probably something for free or that's well worth the initial investment. Find a way to automate repetitive manual tasks. If there are marketing methods where you're spending very little time but performance is great, discuss with the team what else you could be doing to grow results. Often a little extra effort can make a big difference. Quality time. Optimising time is much more sensitive thing to do than optimising money. As you start to optimise time, you can damage your relationship with your team if you don't handle it well. It's crucial to explain to them that this isn't about measuring them individually. It's about making sure as a business you're deploying your resources in the right place. Discuss the results with them and listen to their ideas. Before making any big changes to how someone spends their time, talk with them about which tasks they enjoy and which they dislike. You may find the reason that something is taking a lot of time is because you have someone doing it who finds the task really tedious, while someone else in your team would love it. Some reallocation of tasks between team members can dramatically change the time results. 
pay attention to the things they find tedious and try to find ways to outsource them, either technology, tools and automations, or to people outside your business. By doing this, you should be able to create more fulfilling roles for your team members. It's hard to calculate the impact of this, but it should certainly be positive. Outsourcing. There are two reasons to give workload to people outside your business. The skills to do the task well don't exist in your business, or it costs less to get the tasks done outside your business than within your business, and the quality of the work is at least equally good. In both cases, outsourcing is going to improve marketing performance. In the first case, because you've got someone more skilled looking after the activity, which will improve optimization and increase sales. In the second case, because by outsourcing, you're freeing up a member of your team to work on tasks and projects that are more valuable to you. Outsourcing to agencies can be a great way to improve your marketing performance, especially in complex specialised areas like online advertising. Outsourcing to freelancers can be a great way to get a fantastic service at a more manageable and more flexible cost commitment. And there are lots of great ways to find freelancers, including Upwork.com, a site where you can find specialists in almost any field, great for project work. VirtualStarfinder.com can help you find the right part-time or full-time virtual assistant. FreeUp with three E's.com, e-commerce-specific freelancer hiring service. They vet every freelancer before letting them onto the platform and have a freelancer category for all the core e-commerce tasks. Just ask Parker.com. E-commerce-specific task outsourcing. For a monthly fee, they'll handle as many marketing tasks as you want them to. If outsourcing seems scary, pick a simple task like writing a blog post and test the waters with it before outsourcing the more complex activity. Your whole business, not just the marketing. If you want to take time optimization seriously, then follow this process for everything you do in the business, not just the marketing activity. Often you'll find lots of activity that's just not worth doing or not worth doing in-house. Once you've freed up that time, you've got more time for marketing. So there you go, a whole host of different ways you can improve your marketing, whether you're focused on email or Google ads, Facebook ads, social media, SEO, whatever you're focused on, those are going to help you. You've just heard a couple of chapters from part four of e-commerce marketing, how to get traffic that buys to your website. And in total, there are five parts. Part one takes you through my customer master plan model and how it can help you improve your marketing. Part two goes through the core e-commerce marketing methods, tackling each of them in turn. So we go through SEO, email marketing, search engine advertising, which is split into a section on keywords and a separate chapter on product ads. Uh, And then we tackle online advertising, audience targeting and social media. So that's where the Facebook ads and that kind of activity are. Then in part three, we go through another six marketing methods and for each marketing method covered across the whole book, what I aim to do is to give you the information you need to make the right decisions about should you use it and how you're going to use it. So whether you're doing the marketing yourself or you're briefing an agency, it's going to help you make the right decisions and help accelerate your performance in those marketing channels. So I take you through who it works best for, how to optimize it, the numbers you need to be looking at and lots of lots of other tips too. In part four, then you get all of my marketing maxims. So not just the three you've heard today, but the rest of them too. Theories and tactics that work across all the marketing methods. So they help you lift the impact of your marketing and improve your return on investment across everything you do. So they're they're pretty important. Uh, And then in part five, you get the Customer Master Plan four-week marketing transformation challenge. We've all read books 
and thought how great they were, put them down and then never actually done anything about it. And that's what part five is about. Part five is about helping you quickly turn into reality what you learn in the book. So to quickly turn what you learn into great results. Now you can get the full audiobook right now on Audible via Amazon, on Google Play and Apple iTunes and on Scribed. It's called E-commerce Marketing, How to Get Traffic That Buys to Your Website. And it's by me, Chloe Thomas. So it should be quite easy to find on those platforms. And if you're not yet sure you want to invest in the whole book, then you can, of course, head to ecommercemarketingbook.com to take the free crash course. In next week's episode, we'll be back to normal with an interview of an e-commerce business owner and it's a corker. So make sure you tune back in for that one. For now, though, I hope you have a good week. Keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.